2: Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional crossrip Podcast for the week of January 21st, 2019. Holy moly, here is one that I did not think we would be talking about for quite some time, and we're about to get into it. There is a new live-action Ghostbusters film on the way, being directed by Jason Reitman. We've even seen a trailer for it. You can bet we got a lot to talk about here, including your voicemails. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah let's let's get into it uh because uh,
6: well where to begin I uh, well, <laughs> well I feel like I was I, I got your rundown and I was half tempted to give it like numbers next to each one and then break out the dice uh, and I just roll yeah, the dice and we'd start the there I
2: think so <laughs> here's here's what I need to say very very top at the beginning of the show here i feel i actually feel genuinely bad for idw comics because all of this happened on the day that their sanctum of slime one shot came out which which is it's unfortunate because here we are we're about to talk for god knows how long we're going to talk for here chris um and and it's not going to be about the 20th anniversary you know idw 2020 uh one shot which i'm actually i've i i've read i love it uh the art is incredible uh i i I will say I am surprised how much I like a Sanctum of Slime tie-in. Again, with all of the... Um, the, 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 connotations of the game that we have <laughs> talked about at great length in, yeah. in, in previous episodes. Um, but the bummer is this, this news, this huge bombshell news that we're about to talk about here, um, happened <laughs> to fall on new comic book day. And yes. uh, I, I could see like Tom Waltz sending texts out or not texts, uh, tweets out and, uh, <laughs> and, and just like trying to in, in the, the general chaos, the cacophony of like, Oh my God, this new movie's happening. and I, he's like, Guys, also there's there's a comic that came out. today so like, please
5: go buy it. You love Ghostbusters. <laughs> go buy the comic.
6: It uh, it's funny that uh, uh, I'm not near my comic shop uh, not until next week. But I often, because of timing, get the digital through the IDW app. Free plug. It's handy. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Get the IDW app. Um, actually, it's really growing on me because I got it just so I could stay like immediately timely rather than having to yeah, rely on this year, to the podcast. comic shop for yeah, Ghostbusters exactly. stuff. And I look at the new this week, and everyone, there's a couple more. It's like, I got an extra 10 bucks, right? But, <laughs> but uh, uh, this week it turned out IDW, uh, the Ghostbusters 2020, it was my breathing room. Like, uh, got through Wednesday yeah. and then downloaded. Someone's in the middle of downloading, download it. And then, yeah, in the evening I was just like, I need a... Ah, <laughs> and just <wrote. laughs> we can talk about it more later, and I agree. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's surprising yeah. how much, kind of a underwhelming up to revile, depending on where you fall on a on a spectrum. Team in the Ghostbusters universe, kind of, it's getting its second chance with the uh, with the. Uh, Burnham and Shoning gang there. Uh, yeah, which is <coughs>
2: I mean, knowing that they poured all of that work into the story of, of Sanctum of Slime, it's nice to see that they can kind of continue that, even though they, the game did not do as, as intended. But um, uh, I, th- I think I yeah. think
6: Tom capitalized on it as best he could. Uh, put out a lot of sketch stuff along the way for what's coming up for the April comics. Uh, which and that's by the, that's way, the shout, good news. The April out. comics are going to help too. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Michael Tanaka who immediately sent us an email <laughs> on Monday saying, uh, "Gentlemen, those four coming out in <laughs> April, not in June."
2: Well, and and the funny thing, I like he calls me out by name every time I screw something up. But every time, like I said, April over and over and over, and then you said, "Oh, it comes out in June," and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense," and I went along with you. But he doesn't call you yeah, out, Chris. He he's not like knows and Chris, it's coming out coming idiot. When June.
6: you're wrong, he's just disappointed in you. <laughs> when it comes down, he's like, "Ah, oh, Chris is Chris, but Troy, <laughs> he, I I expect better, Troy."
2: <laughs> I, I I almost felt like responding to Michael and saying like, "Chris, please take note of the following
6: numbers: one, two, five, and seven. <laughs> um, uh, okay, before we let you do it, though, my point was is the one thing I'm not sure if he intended to do it, and I think I I I like to think that given the hubbub. He kind of pulled it out of his pocket he teased a bit that there's something in the summer and this may be yeah. where my wires got crossed somewhere too is i always felt something had to be around ghostbusters day uh and we got 2020 out there's the four in april and he's still talking about something there's something big on haven't the revealed yet and yeah. big so in my heart of hearts i'm hoping it's uh, the movie continuity gets a book <laughs> But that's just... Yeah, me.
2: or or some sort of a I'll prequel. I'll take anything, but... Like, here's, yeah. here's the thing, knowing how... Oh, that's true. They, this There's been some ramp-up, and we're going to get into that when we hop into the news segment here, mm. but for this new Jason Reitman movie, it's been in pre-production for quite some time now. Quite so there's some actually time. lead time for them to do a prequel comic that, if you're at you FanFest yeah. and you get a little, like, precursor to... Um, you know things things that they can't show on screen. Uh, our our friends at Yes have some. They posited, "Oh, there's going to be like a a Watchmen uh, montage at the beginning of the movie that's going to get us up to speed on what happened in thirty years." What if it's yeah, a prequel not. comic? That's my yeah. thought.
6: But um, uh, that still ca- that still counts with my bet, though. That's, it, that's, does. That's it does. A, that's it does. That's a movie continuity uh, book. Yeah, but movie you're right. continuity. I never even thought about that. Yeah. There is a 30 year jump between Ghostbusters 2 and I, now. I, I mean, it's kind of, if you look
2: at the the 2009 uh, uh, Star Trek that J.J. Abrams did, uh, the comic yeah. actually is the one that sets up why Spock is traveling back through time and so on and so forth. So yeah. uh, it, it, it might, it's feasible. It's possible. But, and here we are, I, we're uh, getting yeah, into yeah, the meat yeah. of our conversation, <laughs> okay. which I knew was going to happen. I immediately yeah, knew yeah. we were and be like oh we're gonna do a little warm-up and like no dude we got to talk about this so um so okay so real quick um some housekeeping stuff here at the top uh yes uh, we had no idea that this was going to happen as evidenced <laughs> by last week's episode. And everybody was listening to last week episode Like these guys have no clue what happened this week. They don't know. Yes. Uh, we, we did not know on Monday no. what was going to happen on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, obviously if you listen to Monday's episode. Um, and then the other thing that I saw was, well, why didn't you release an emergency podcast? And uh, I, I tried to clarify on social media as best as I could, but um, <laughs> the announcement happened on Tuesday. A trailer dropped on Wednesday. I was yeah. afraid for us to record an emergency, like, quick take, hot take uh, podcast because I didn't know maybe we were going to get casting on Thursday. Maybe we were going to get a teaser poster. Yeah. Who who knew what was going to happen? So we kind of waited until the yeah, you, end of the
6: week. You 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 brought it up. You were like, well, what should we do? And it was kind of... In my head, I, I could see either way, and we've done it in the past where we we're like, "Da, ah, news, talk immediately." Yeah. And actually, this time it would have fit pretty well. Usually we do emergency ones because it's completely out of sync with when we <laughs> record this one. Everything, you know, we had we had the news and the teaser, and we record on Wednesdays. It could have worked fine. But my argument uh, to you, um, I, I said my argument was, "Well, it's out there. It's it's not going to get." You know, it's not going to get any more or less timely us talking about it if we just wait a bit and see yeah, if anything else and happens. And there's so and then, much
2: noise. What are we going to add to this conversation? And
6: let's yeah. let's wait. And, well, then your counterpoint was, and if we give it time, all you guys have a chance to call in, yes, or talk to us on social media, or send us audio files and all that. So by waiting just a couple extra days, which is all we did, yeah, I we we. <laughs> it's now become a group conversation. So,
2: and 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 the other kind of rationale behind it too, and and we'll get into the conversation. I'm sorry to keep all the housekeeping stuff going, but the other rationale was look. There was an onslaught of surprise information in a week, and now there's literally going to be a dearth of information until June. So we have plenty of time to sit and dissect all of this and talk about this. And uh, I I mean, and it's kind of nice. I don't want to know anything until June. I kind of don't want to know anything until next summer because I want to be as surprised by the movie as I was by this announcement that happened (coughs) this week. So yeah, uh, it's it's very exciting. It's exciting times to be a fan. Um, Again, I know that a lot of people on social media. The 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 tumultuous back and forth that that often happens on social media has begun. Um, Chris, you and I, before we started recording, we alluded to you and I had a a good 20 minute conversation. Uh, We have agreed this time around, we're going to try to avoid some mistakes that we made in 2016 by focusing our energies and our conversations on uh, some of the. The negativity and all of the, uh, I I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this movie when it comes out because I'm a fan. God knows we need some escapism right now. So I would love (laughs) to just
6: be able to talk as a fan about things. It wasn't so much that we, we, we paid attention to the negativity. It was more that you and I put a lot of energy into trying to help address it, help, Shape it, help to try to find a middle ground. At the end of the day, we just wasted a lot of time and energy when, frankly, we should have just, just do your thing and, and we'll, we'll do ours. And because, yeah, this time around, uh, I, th- yeah, like why, why, <laughs> what, what, what energy is there to, to, to burn? Let's just but, save it and, yeah. and, st- I don't I mean, I I feel like
2: we should all take a cue from the very wise sage like advice of Mr. J. Michael Straczynski, who somebody, of course, reached out to him for his his hot take on this new Ghostbusters news um, and, and and was expressing their disapproval of like, oh, I wish that the real Ghostbusters would have been included and blah, 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 blah. And 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 J.M.S. Who I adore and I, I I kneel on the ground before him because he is just he's he is the calming voice that we needed in this moment of chaos. <laughs> he said and to literally to this person said, I don't know enough yet to have an informed opinion. Like we don't know anything about this uh, yet. Anything. Hold up. Time out. Yeah. Just, uh, you want my take on what? Like, there's an announcement. Great. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to see it. So, and it's the same approach that we took to 2016's (laughs) Answer the Call. Like, you and I, as people started coming out, like, oh, it's going to be this, and it's going to not be in this. And we're like, can I just see the movie? Let me see the movie first. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah,
6: we're, and you and I will get into it, but there are few scant details and everybody's pulling them apart. And it turns out, a few scant details also translates into <laughs> an, a, another thing, which is a void of information. And in any void, you can fill it with whatever you want. A, a and then whole when people lot. do, yeah. fights break out. So it's just, no, there's no. I think between you and me, uh, you and I, you know. It, we, we, <laughs> We can we can we can we can tell when stuff comes along that is you know on absolutely solid ground. If it, stuff comes along like they announce casting or whatever, then yeah, we'll address it. Rumors come along, we'll assess it as we always do. But I think there's not much point. Let's just yeah. the, If 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 there'll be anything, I don't I don't expect anything until June. I I think they I think they have their ducks in a row. I mean they proved that they managed to plan. I mean, it's impressive when you think about it.
2: <laughs>
7: oh,
6: this is, this is all so orchestrated
2: that I, I know that there are people that are, are very proud, even, even if they're, uh, things aren't going quite according to plan. I know that this is still all planned out that they've all got everything sort of, yeah. uh, parsed out until June. And, um, and, and it's very funny. The timing of everything is perfect too, because by the time June rolls around, Well, we're going to get into that, too. So here's here's what I want to do. Let's get into the meat of it. Uh, And uh, we're going to call this news, even though we all know, unless you've been living under a rock and you're just now tuning into this podcast or you are a time traveler. Hey, welcome back. How'd the mission go? Um, Ghostbusters is coming back. Jason Reitman is directing it and it's going to be in the continuity. And we're going to call that the news right now. Here we go.
5: Eggon, hey, Peter. I have some news from
2: the
4: world of Gozer.
8: I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to shoot your
4: head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. No
1: We have the tools! We have
8: the It's slime time.
1: Get up, it back with a pro from a ghost attack. Get her. And it ain't a the Alright. You, know
0: no right.
6: you wanna roll the die? What uh roll for strength <laughs> and then roll for uh No. So, I don't wanna roll the die. No. I'm just I'm just mad at Jeffrey Shrek now. <laughs> He's 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 been he's been. He enjoying knows what he did. Yes, he knows what he did. He's he's enjoying the the increase of interest and in, in sharing a lot of the collection, and he put it up today. I hadn't thought about this before. But he put a, he's like, wow, this card totally takes on a, a you know a, a new light. And he had Cryptozoics, one of the autograph cards. But it's Jason Reitman from Ghostbusters too. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you son of a, you're right. Oh man, I want yeah. that card so bad now. And,
2: and, but and it cre- it credits him as Brownstone Boy, which I think is fun too. Uh, Brownstone Boy number
6: two. Yeah, like, uh, actually, which is a really great gang name. Like if we ever decide we're gonna go uh, the route of the. The what do they call the Disneyland gangs? The the Main uh, Street, yeah, where we've got our our jean jackets, our, our jean our, jackets, uh, and yeah. all that. I think you and I should call dibs on the the, uh, the Brownstone Boys, <laughs> the, the number two Brownstone Boys. Number and be
2: like, "Where's the number one Brownstone boys?
6: <laughs> um, Shut up! But
2: uh, so yes, yeah, so I, here's here's how I think we should sort of break things down. Um, I think at yep. the top of our conversation here, we should talk about things that are concrete, things that we know, things that we have seen. Um, yes. then you and I will do our wild speculation about what we think all of it means. And we will very clearly define when that becomes uh, wild speculation, irresponsible speculation, some might say. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll open things up to your voicemails because, um, it, you flooded our phone lines. I have not seen our voicemail uh, as full as it was uh, this week. So, um, so it's, <laughs> I was it's joking actually,
6: earlier. We've we've cracked it. We now know what it takes to get you guys <laughs> to call in. My it god, it just takes a new movie. Well, and the funny thing was, we actually we got some really
2: great voicemails of the previous episodes. A couple of people called in about the firehouse. I'm gonna I'm gonna play those voicemails too, just because they were wonderful about the conversation that was happening on Monday. And then, um, I think I told somebody on Twitter, like, my God, Monday was a far different time. We were different people back then. That um, seems so long ago, it does seem so long ago. It seems like weeks and weeks ago, but it was just a couple days ago. Um, so yeah, so let's do that. So let's, let's lead with the news here. Um, and again, uh, for those of you tuning in who have not seen all of the news, Uh, Entertainment Weekly broke exclusively on Tuesday that Jason Reitman is taking over the reins from his father on the Ghostbusters franchise and will be directing a film uh, that is coming out the summer of 2020 um, and it will be set in the original continuity of uh, the first two Ghostbusters, uh, the 84 and the 89 Ghostbusters films. Um, and the, the entertainment weekly article is fantastic. I do want to read a couple of excerpts from this, even though I, I, I very strongly, I mean, Anthony Bresnikan, who, if you're a star Wars fan, you know him very, very well because he's the, the go-to source for new uh, movie information on, on the star Wars films. So it was kind of cool to see his name attached to this. Um, I remember being. At Star Wars Celebration, and he was the moderator for that that Force Awakens panel, and so it's it's very cool to see him uh, kind of latching onto this. But um, so Bresnikin's article is wonderful. Please go read it. If you have watched the trailer on EW's site, you've probably read the article. But um, yeah, so so let's let's talk about what we know because this is this is essentially this is what we can consider. Canon for lack of a better word of what will be happening in 2020. And then everything else past this is going to be our, uh, not, we're not going to talk about the rumors. We're not going to talk about all of the the inside sources and things that people have said. We'll, uh, we, we'll leave that for later because there's just going to be such a, a mass, uh, of, of those types of reports and things like that. We're not going to talk about, but so, um, so let me read this, the beginning of this and we can go in there. Uh, Entertainment Weekly has learned exclusively that Jason Reitman will direct and co-write an upcoming film set in the world that was saved decades previously by the Proton Pack wearing working stiffs in the original 1984 movie, which was directed by his father, Ivan Reitman. I've always thought of myself as the first Ghostbusters fan. When I was a six-year-old visiting the set, I wanted to make a movie for all of the other fans. Jason Reitman says, this is the next chapter in the original franchise. It is not a reboot. What happened in the 80s happened in the 80s, and this is set in the present day. Sony Pictures has dated the film for summer 2020 with plans to start shooting in a few months. Again, keep FanFest in mind being in June. Uh, Entertainment Weekly says it is still too soon to reveal the plot of the screenplay, who the new characters will be or whether the original actors like Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson or Bill Murray will return. Of course, Harold Ramis died in 2014, they point out. Um, And then uh, the new news here is Jason Reitman is joined by Gil Keenan, who says this is very early and I want the film to unwrap like a present. We have a lot of wonderful surprises and new characters for the audience to meet. I'm sorry. This is still Jason Reitman who said that that's his quote, um, who co-wrote the screenplay with monster house and poltergeist remake filmmaker, Gil Keenan, um, the all female ghostbusters movie that director Paul Feig made in 2016 with Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, Kristen Wiig, and Melissa McCarthy started its story from scratch, unconnected to the other films. So it won't have ties to this new one. I have so much respect for what Paul created with those brilliant actresses and would love to see more stories from them. However, this new movie will follow the trajectory of the original film, Reitman says. And then they talk about Reitman's pedigree. We know that he directed Up in the Air, Juno. He's he's very storied. Um, we won't get into any of that. Um, but I do want to get into what he talks about, what he loves about the original films, and what he wants to bring to this new film. He says... I love everything about Ghostbusters, the iconography, the music, and the tone. I remember being on set and seeing them try out the card catalog gag for the first time, you know, when the library ghost makes them come flying out. I remember the day they killed Stay Puft. I brought home a hardened piece of foam that just sat on a shelf for years. I was also scared that there was a terror dog underneath my bed before anybody knew what a terror dog was. Um, so, Chris, it's it's this is kind of a, a very great passing of the torch. And I think even, uh, Ivan Reitman himself says that it is a passing of the torch inside and out, uh, on screen, off screen. He is passing the torch to his son. Uh, the story will be passing the torch. Um, and I, I tried to write an article for ghostbusters HQ. This is very surprising. I don't, I'm Chris, I did not expect this at all. Did you expect? uh, No, I, I mean, I expected a new movie to be certain. I didn't yeah. expect Jason Reitman because he, at, on multiple occasions he said, guys, I have no interest in doing a Ghostbusters movie. That's dad's
6: thing. Yeah. Uh, he I, never um, wanted to do this. I figured there was, uh, we still, from where we're sitting right now, had at least a minimum of three years before anybody talked about another live action. You and I talked about this before that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A, a settling of the palette sort of thing could be accomplished Uh, By, you know, capitalizing on the people who kind of join the Ghostbusters fandom through ATC by offering up like the animated the well, the various iterations of what could have been something animated Uh, that made more sense. Um, yeah. And now that's but, on the back burner. I mean, this, that's still yeah, happening, but now it's going to be happening after this live action. Av- movie. But but yeah, this is, I, I think that's partly why they were so successful at keeping this secret, is we all looked at it and went, look, we're not Hollywood experts, but just by feel alone, we got a few more years before anybody will talk about anything like this. And it's like, no, oh, we've been talking about it for six months. Surprise! Uh, yeah. Uh, so... There was that, and and yeah, you're right. The that it was Jason was another thing because at the end of the day, a few people did, you know, talk about that early on, and it was kind of like, but we all looked at it and said, well, why? I mean, yeah, of of all the the kids of actors, directors, whatever in Hollywood, Jason's on a list of guys that doesn't need anything from his dad. Like he's he's proven himself uh, a number of times now it just it, it, it didn't it didn't it seemed disrespectful to jason reitman to go oh yeah he should totally do you know he pick up <laughs> his dad's stuff and do it right yeah and, it, he's
2: he's an established independent filmmaker who makes these smaller more intimate stories and yeah you it it, it you're right it seems disrespectful to be like Uh, Hey, uh, son of somebody like, Hey, uh, all of George Lucas's kids, you should take on star Wars. And they're all like doing other things. Uh, they don't, it's not necessarily what they want to do. And, and maybe that's why I was so touched by, so Ivan's direct quote is something that I really latched onto. And it's funny. I didn't read it because I was so excited. Maybe the first time in the (laughs) EW read, but when Rolling Stone basically reprinted the EW article the same day, I read this and I I, I thought, oh, my God, this is it, it, it gives me hope for the heart of this movie being in the right place. It's not something that's being done for a cash grab, which I mean, make no mistake. Yes, it's being done for money because this is a business. Let's not kid ourselves, but it's being done by Jason because of the right reasons. And so here's here's this Ivan Reitman quote. Maybe we can talk about this a little bit, too. Um, he says, uh, of Jason, he says, it was a decision that Jason had to come to by himself. He worked really hard to be independent and developed a wonderful career on his own. So I was actually really surprised when he came to me with Gil and said, you know, I've been saying for the last 10 years that I'm the last person who should make a Ghostbusters movie, but I have this idea. And, uh, uh and, and he says, literally, I was crying by the end of Jason's pitch. It was so emotional and funny. Um. So you know, I mean, it. Jason's bringing what he brings to it. It's it's in the same way that the Marvel Studios people, you know, when you bring James Gunn to a movie, you you anticipate James Gunn is going to bring his sensibilities and his tastes and his storytelling to that particular movie. You know, much in the same way you hire uh, the Russos. You know that they've got that kind of quirky sense of humor and they can yeah. handle these kind of things. Um, it's it makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. And of course, because his last name is Reitman, it makes even more sense, but that's a totally different story altogether.
6: (laughs) Well, it's, 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 it's not that it makes sense. It just, it certainly feels comfortable in in some weird ways. What I liked about Ivan's quote is it revealed two things. It, it's, it reinforced that Jason really wasn't considering doing, uh, Ghostbusters. It was just, you know, it was, he, he had, He had decided that he wasn't really, no, that's okay. Uh, And at the same time, because of who he is and because of his connection with his dad and being there with the production of the first ones and, you know, having grown his own sensibility, somewhere along the way, you know, he got a a spark of an idea, a spark of an idea that based on Ivan's quote, I don't know anybody else could have come close. Because what it sounds like is that... Being, for lack of a better term, embedded in the the Reitman family, and you know, <laughs> yeah. being deeply rooted and connected to the people who worked on the the first two movies, he kind of had an, an emotional angle that yeah. others would have had to partly artificially create. Whereas he kind of he got it because you know it was it was uh, in, more instinctive to him. And like Ivan's quote was not like. I I was crying by the end because you know, my son's come home to my movie franchise. No, he was crying <laughs> because of the pitch. Yeah, Jason and and, and uh, Gil had an idea that that you know they've been working on, and when they they ran it by, which is where you and I, when we get to the speculative part about what it is, I, I have some suspicions about what it is. To be honest, um, yeah, yeah, and as do I, and I think I think maybe you might be aligned with where I'm at too. But but yeah, but I I I I think. Well, we've proven over and over again for the last you know twenty five, thirty some odd years, everybody's got an idea. Everybody's got an idea uh, for a Ghostbusters movie. I I think it's a very short list of people, though, that you know hung out, you know, uh, with Ivan Reitman, hung out with Harold Ramis. You know, knows, you know, know knows the creative team that worked on those movies and. Yeah. <clears throat> and lived it well, like and, from straight from, knows, from knows age knows 6 why up other
2: attempts haven't worked like that's the other thing too yep. that uh, he knows why the the Sandler Farley Chris Rock version didn't work back in the 90s he knows why yep. the the Ben Stiller uh, Apatow version didn't work later he he knows all of the attempts that have been made in the past yep. and he knows the pitfalls that they uh, they encountered and why they failed yep. um which probably informed whatever this pitch was when he's wherever he was inspired by this, he's driving in his car uh, down Sunset Boulevard and all of a sudden it goes like, Oh my God, this is a great idea for a Ghostbusters movie. He, he's being inspired and informed by things in the past that he <laughs> knows don't work, which is kind of <laughs> wonderful too. You don't really yeah. get that opportunity with other people, which is nice.
6: What I also like is his bit about, I was, and it's, it's a completely legit claim to fame. We hadn't even thought about it cause he doesn't, he doesn't talk about Ghostbusters much, but he's right. He he knew what a terror dog was before anybody else had even heard of it, right? So when, when uh, recently Dan Aykroyd tweeted that that Jason was, you know, fanboy number one, it was like, oh, yeah, I guess he kind was, of is. Yeah.
2: He was, he was um, six years old and on the set, and he was seeing all of this stuff before any of us saw it. Yeah, anyways, absolutely. And
6: what I love about it is, it's kind of implied, is that he... I think this goes a long way to to backing up this 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 thing that you and I are circling around about. He had a very uh, family based idea to to this idea. Is that you know when you when you're on the set as a kid of six and all, and he he's not kidding when he says you know he was a fan like the rest of us with those movies, like the rest of us. He never stopped thinking about it because right. obviously yeah. somewhere along the way he's just like. You know, I'm making. I'm gonna. I'm working on my movie about you know American politics, and I'm having a sandwich, and I'm daydreaming about Ghostbusters. And then he has, like we all do. He's like, Oh yeah, that's a cool idea. I like that. It's not like he sat down one day and said, and now I will think of an idea for Ghostbusters. It's literally he had a fanboy daydream and went, ooh. <laughs> I, oh, and I yeah. know a guy That's the and nice thing about him Is he's like I know a guy That I can talk to And make this happen um,
2: It's it's <laughs> yeah, Hollywood It's, yeah, it's not I about was, What you know It's Twitter. about who
6: you know I was, yeah, I was joking on Twitter It's like Jason Do you know The original director Ivan Have you met him Have you <laughs> talked yet <laughs> It's like
2: I, was like, uh, um, I saw that i saw that and then i saw I, somebody responded to you like duh it's
6: his dad it's his dad yes well and, and, thanks internet uh, sarcasm's it, dead yeah um,
2: there there's a great uh uh i think it's superman it's a superman gif of like a joke flying over somebody's head and they all watch it and i was gonna <laughs> that, but um but yeah so, i mean it's it's kind of amazing. It's it's kind of the best uh, scenario. If, if you don't have Ivan himself uh, directing the film and, and sort of shepherding things creatively, if it is somebody who has this pedigree, and, and I know that there are a lot of cynics out there that are like, well, it's total nepotism. Uh, I think, um, was it John Kasdan? One of the Kasdans said, and they were kind of joking, like, I need to <laughs> reboot The Accidental Tourist, and The Accidental Tourist... Uh, universe, and I'm just going to take my dad's
6: uh, stuff and just play with it. (laughs) Which is funny,
2: because he worked on Solo, which is him basically working on his dad's stuff. But anyway... Anyway, um,
6: Yeah, because he was joking that uh, uh, speaking of uh, fanboys with their own Ghostbusters script idea... Um, Oh, the Max Landis uh, joke. Max Landis is doing American Werewolf in London. He's like, between that and Jason Reitman doing Ghostbusters, I think it's time to dust off the accidental tourists. Uh, Yeah, "Ah."
2: but you know, the the (laughs) funny thing about this, and again, you're supposed as a writer, you're supposed to write what you know, right? That's rule number one that you hear in elementary school, write what you know. And, And here is a young filmmaker who was trying to make a career. He was trying to make things of his own volition, even though his dad is Ivan Reitman, and he did so, and he made... Yeah, you know, Juno and young adult and up in the air and up in the air got a ton of, of critical and, and, um, uh, financial, uh, uh, success. Um, and so he, he proved himself, And and could do his own thing. He doesn't have to rely or rest on his laurels uh, based upon his dad. So it's all the people that are kind of bringing up the nepotism thing. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. He's he's established himself. This is he's moved on. It's not uh, somebody made a Sofia Coppola joke, you know, that she's going to do Godfather for.
6: Yeah, weirdly, I think I think it's the flip side of where it was disrespectful to assume he should do it before. Now that we know he's do it, I think it's disrespectful to throw that around because yeah, yeah, it's it's not like it's not like Hollywood was sitting around waiting for it, like we can't find anybody, but uh, or we're beating them off with sticks. It's like they they not only had lots of options, they 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 went with a bunch of them. Some didn't take off. Paul Feig's uh, got made right like. And and he he doesn't have to do it, and it's I'll, we'll keep coming back to it. Uh, you and I are just gonna have to skip ahead here and, and actually dive into yeah. the whole thing. But but it's not it's weirdly they're kind of right. It's nepotism, not that he got the job. It's nepotism that he knew what story to tell. Uh, Like I said, none of this, none of this is affirmed yet, but based on the fact that Ivan, he made Ivan cry. And let's be honest, you and I have, well, I've joked about it and you've laughed at it that Ivan is the grumpy, grumpy old man of Ghostbusters. right? true. He And he made the grumpy old man of Ghostbusters cry. Like, We're talking to him about stuff and he can't even, he can, he, he'll, he's nice and he'll talk to us, but man, couldn't even raise his pulse about, about Uh, stuff about Ghostbusters. Yeah, which there's going to be subtext in this. There's going to be a lot of subtext in this. His son made him cry. He has an idea how to take arguably, you know, Ivan and Dan's and Harold's biggest, you know, story, IP, franchise, characters, whatever, and did something with them that, he made Ivan cry it's like well damn like I said I don't know that anybody I you know what maybe fine if there's a if there's a 2010s pop culture Orson Welles out there maybe he's you know some clever dick could have come up with an amazing story Uh, and who knows maybe you are out there and I'm really sorry you haven't managed to work your way up through the Hollywood uh, ladders in time sort of thing but I, I honestly, I don't know how many people could. It, they're, it's insulting, and they're right all at the same time. That it is kind of nepotism, not just not in the way they're putting it out there. They're putting it out in an insulting way, like, he got the job because he's his son. It's like, yeah, well, no doubt when he raised his hand, that kind of helped. But he still had to pitch an idea, and they had to go, not only go, that's great. Ivan has obviously responded to it very strongly. Uh, and this well, is a guy and that's not just Ivan, like that's the other thing too,
2: which we can get into. It's, it's, this we'll is, get into, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's
6: so much, roll
2: the dice for the love of people. I know. Uh, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's like, which Ivan responded to, but obviously the studio responded to it. Uh, Dan responded to it. All of the creative people involved that have to move yep. things forward responded to it because this has been so long in the works that, not only did, did Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan have time to write the script, but it sounds like they've done revisions. They've, they've really finely tuned this script, especially if they're yeah. talking about shooting in a couple of months, that they've gotten a script to a point that they can start casting and, and pre-production and be ready to film this thing in, in the spring. Um, but they also, okay. Tuesday was a bombshell Tuesday. I'm like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And then to wake up on Wednesday morning And there's a teaser trailer? Yeah. Okay. They've known about this for a long time. There's been a lot of ramp up to this. And again, showing the orchestration that had to happen and and occur for this, it's actually quite frankly very surprising that they were able to keep this under wraps as long as they did. Yeah. Uh, And and also why I think all these people that have quote unquote inside sources are totally bunk because if you had inside sources, you knew this existed before and you don't. Um,
5: (laughs) But
6: yeah, yeah. there's. Uh, are we jumping into the teaser now?
2: I think, I think we have to, I think just to keep things moving, maybe we have yeah. to talk about the teaser because so, so again, this EW article hits on Tuesday, it's confirmed again by variety and a few other outlets, which, you know, cause some people were immediately kind of on the like, Oh sure. I'll believe it when I see it track. Um, yeah, which is understandable. We've, how many times have we heard like Ghostbusters is going into production this spring? And
6: that was 1992, you know, (laughs) there's, Uh, there's a few people, there's a few people who's like, I'll believe it when I see it. And I was like, yeah, but, and they're like, no, come on. We've been through this a million times before. And it's like, look who you're talking to here. Okay. (laughs) Like, come on. Um, yeah. When you get right down to it, um, even in an era where people, when news outlets just kind of jump on stuff, um, The big guys jumped in real quick. EW, well, here's it's important to kind of maybe gently remind some people what an exclusive means. It means they're talking to the studio. The studio has made arrangements, and they have said, here is exclusive stuff. Yeah, you get to break this news. Um, Yeah. So so on the one, it's like it's not from left field. Uh, And not only that, the exclusive information revealed it's greenlit, right? Like... Surprise! It's not like oh, because some of the times the people are talking about oh, Dan's always talking about blah blah blah. Dan's always talking that somebody's working on a script. Yeah, in development. Yeah, in development. It's like no, we are we are past that to the point that you know Sony PR and Ghost Core are making arrangements with news outlets. You don't do that prior to a green light. That is after a green light that you go get a go. So there's that. And then people are like, "Yeah, but." And then Variety goes, "Yeah, okay, we heard independent of that." And you're like, "Okay, well that's well that's Variety. That's that's no uh <clears throat> that's no small potatoes there in the entertainment news world." Great. Okay, fine. And then the, they put out a teaser and it's like, "All right, nobody's not making a movie." <laughs> Like like some people are like, are you thinking, really though? Do you think it's going to happen? And it's like, (laughs) okay, I'll allow that there's a .01% chance a meteor hits or the studio folds from a sex scandal or something. I don't know. Yes, conceivably. The plug could be pulled for any number of reasons, but not because somebody has decided they just don't want to make it. They are well past that. It is rolling. Yeah,
2: it seems like they're past the, especially when the teaser trailer is
6: released to the masses and it's a, I mean. Uh, well, it, it, the, <laughs> Ivan and Jason could have a falling out in two months and then you and I are going to be sitting around going, oh, well, all right. Well, all right,
2: So here's here's the thing. Okay, so this, this has operated in secret to the point where, so okay, once we find out that, that Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan are involved, then you can look at the production weekly, which is funny. I had it in hand and uh-huh. paid no attention to it because <laughs> it had this mundane like it was called Rust City. Yeah. And it had this most the mundane log line that a lot of these productions have. They they did really well to hide in plain sight that this was happening. Um and, and even yeah. to the point I think somebody pointed out um uh, was it comicbook.com? Some you you kind of chided them like uh, you don't know what a spoiler means, but um, they said Dan Aykroyd spilled the beans on this uh, on yeah. the Dan Rather interview, which so in August when he was promoting the National Comedy Center uh, opening, the, yeah. uh, Dan Rather had that and we we played the audio for you guys <laughs> here, and he talked about a great team was writing the script and
6: yeah. He didn't spoil it because we go. Yeah, that's what Dan He's does. He's always said that. That's what Dan always says. But now, I, put it you, out, I was like, it's not spoiler. That's camouflage. Yeah. Like, like we just thought. Like it only helped reinforce that nothing's happening. Dan Dan's talking about a great team's working on a script. So I don't know. We're years away from uh, something. Yeah, yeah uh, you could. It's, and it's it turns the... out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it's it's the 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 boilerplate answer that he's had since 1990 uh, about the next movie, uh, and and if he would have said something otherwise, we would have said, hmm, something's up. Is Dan okay? Something's up.
6: Yeah. yeah. Like if he had said there's a great team working on it. I you know, I don't I don't wanna let any details I, I don't wanna name any names, but Jason Reitman, wink wink, and we all would have <laughs> went, Huh? Yeah, what? What? What was yeah. that? Uh but no, he was like, Yeah, great team working on a script. It's like, boy, this is like one, two, three, fifth grade team working on a script right now. So yeah, they're all like, He spoiled it. It's like, no, he said it and we yeah. missed it. We, but but what not know.
2: And if you do, if you sit and you connect all of the yarn on, on the wall here to all of the photos, yeah, it makes sense that in August when this the National Comedy Center opened, Dan was yep. talking about Jason and Gil writing their script. And then uh, we now know, again, uh, thanks to uh, Kevin Smith's podcast with Jason Reitman, uh, Kevin confirmed that he knew that Jason was working on it, and he did a podcast in December where – uh, apparently he was going to film this teaser trailer the day after. So we know that the, the teaser was filmed in December. Yeah. Um, and, and the teaser trailer, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Um, and, and you and I could describe in great detail what you see, but I don't think we need to do that because if, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably watched it over and over and over and over ad nauseum. Um, yeah. but, but what I thought we could do is kind of talk about what we can glean from the trailer, the teaser trailer that is uh, in yeah. terms of not just uh, we'll we'll talk about story in a little bit, because I think that is when we start to venture into our speculation discussion. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of tone and in terms of cinematography and in terms of, again, the music everybody calls out, they're using Elmer Bernstein and Elmer Bernstein's uh, themes. So yep. um, we're, we're returning back to the roots
6: musically, so to speak.
2: Um,
6: yeah. I, I, we're totally going to talk about it and we're fanboys so i don't know if physically you could stop us from talking about it but i do <laughs> want to go back to our earlier point that uh the more you stare at this teaser the more you can you know fill a void so to speak with whatever you want and get excited about it sort of thing so i'm a little leery about you know some stuff uh but at the same time there's a few points that have come up that i i think it's it's worth addressing not only, you know, like us, you and I picking it apart like everybody else is, but taking some of the other things other people have noticed and picked apart yeah. or asked questions about that I think are worth addressing too. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's, well, let's, uh, let's let's start, let's start with the fact it.
2: that it it takes place in a, a rural atmosphere as opposed to a uh, Manhattan skyline, as opposed to the firehouse, as opposed to yeah, any, anything this is, that we are familiar with.
6: This is upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You,
2: and 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 a lot of people have been quick to point out, like, well, you know, in the first movie Ray talks about his family leaving him that house. Is it the, yep. the Stance family estate? I don't know. Could it could be. It could not be. It could be the Spangler residence. Maybe he's like a Doc Brown recluse that uh, took all of his stuff and something happened. Yeah. We have no idea. But it is it is of note that they're really striking a tone here that is, uh, and it makes sense again, knowing uh, Jason's sensibilities of a smaller, more intimate character driven story and Gil Keenan's sensibilities of like monster house, the kids in the neighborhood having to deal with these strange goings on. Um, I'm just, I'm ignoring that, that Gil Keenan did city of Ember just for a second, which is a totally different kind of out there uh, type of, of, of movie but Bill Murray was in it of note. Um, But it's like, that's what I'm getting from this. I'm getting that this is all of those times that Dan has said, well, you know what Paul Feig did wrong? He didn't listen to us about the budget. Oh, check it out. This is, this is a smaller movie. This is going to be telling a smaller, more intimate story. This is, Maybe not necessarily them saving the world, but maybe this is them doing something on a more uh, granular level. Maybe this is a haunting ghost story of some sort, which could be totally fun, could be totally different, could be. Again, I want to wait and see it, but that's kind of what this is is speaking to me. Um, Or... Maybe this is all figurative. Maybe we don't need to be taking this trailer literally. Maybe this is a figurative like, hey, this thing's been out in storage in somebody's backyard barn for 30 years and we're going to raise it from the dead. Like a phoenix from the ashes, Ghostbusters is coming back. Like, uh, I, I think a lot of like, I was quick to, and we'll get into our speculation. I was quick to start drawing lines. Okay, so here's the Rust City logline that was in Production Weekly. Uh, here's the, the the casting rumors, which uh, could be completely falsified. Could be a guise for them just looking for teenage kids. Could be, it, it could be a lot of things. And then tying that to the trailer and saying like, oh, well, if one plus two equals three, then I think I got it. I think I got everything that's going to happen here, which... May or may not be the case. I don't know. We don't know. And that's the beauty of it. And I kind of like it. Um, But uh, so, so again, smaller rural, uh, the cinematography is very kind of dark and atmospheric and moody. Uh, Everything has a green hue to it, which kind of gives you that unnerving, Uh, you know, people associate green with, uh, sickness or, uh, uh, things, things are amiss like green, green always has that connotation to it. And I don't know why it's such a naturalistic human thing for some reason. Um, and then you see this barn and you see lightning and things coming out of the barn. There's, there's strange things afoot inside the barn, um, which again, Plays into the intrigue. Uh, it reminded me, and they're using the music from it, so that's maybe why it reminded me. But it reminded me of the beginning of Ghostbusters when you see this librarian walking through the stacks, either late at night or by herself, or just in this sort of dark, moody place by herself. That kind of gets you. It it makes your hair stand up on end. It, it puts you in this very kind of unnerving state of mind where you're waiting for the jump scare, basically, which. Again, fantastic. That's Ghostbusters on a, on a dime. Like, you nailed it,
6: Jason. Yeah. Even if this isn't in the movie, you totally nailed this 50-second thing. Literally, if you, if you take it just objectively, somebody owns a farm. We don't know who. Yeah. There's somebody working on a proton pack because we can hear the pack. We can see the... You hear the ratchet and you see the, <coughs> the light And yeah. there's a ratchet. So there's somebody there working on something and they also have the car so obviously they have some access uh to the ghostbusters equipment yeah and to the
2: origin to the ecto to one the, yeah yeah yeah
6: and that's it <laughs> like from there it's very yeah we can read in a million one one theories but <clears throat> we don't we don't this is that's where everything kind of shuts down we don't know yeah it's fun to speculate and people certainly have uh ranging from everything from it's you know uh ray's family farm uh that he somehow managed to hold on to great uh despite having three mortgages um but at the same time it's like well ray theoretically knows how to Make a proton pack work. So why and not? A, it's not just a stream. It's not like somebody's trying to get something working and the thrower goes off. This thing is working wrong. Like it's not streams. It's putting out something multiple is, packs. Yeah, it's something like is wrong. There's no yeah. there's no director to it. That it's just literally. <clears throat> if if the proton pack is an atomic lightning gun, whatever keeps it into a single beam is not working because it's it's lightning bolting out into multiple directions, and surely Ray would kind of. Uh, but then some people point out, yes, but Egon's probably not there. So the guy who built it, who's the uh, expert, is yeah, it? like Yeah, that's a good all point. All the way up to yeah. people people were like, well, maybe it's somebody who's, you know, over the years, you know, maybe they're a fan or a villain and wants their stuff. And they wherever they could, they got their hands on the equipment and they're messing around. And then somebody else said, what if it's Oscar? And I said, okay, we got to stop now. <laughs> this is... Well, and, and uh,
2: what's funny is you and I are about to go into our wild speculation too, yes. but we won't stop until <laughs> it.
6: Yeah. Um, the one thing that did come up that I think is worth addressing, uh, I, I think the Nerdist did it uh, and a couple other people pointed out too. It was quite natural f- uh, uh, for people who just kind of know where to go. Oh, you know, it's movies. You do what you do sort of thing. Yeah. Everybody's like, why is it the original Ecto-1 plate and not the Ecto-1A? And it's like, it's a, a million different reasons that all come down to putting the one A on it is a nerd, like fanboy thing that we would all love and appreciate, but at a certain but a certain level, what they want to show off was the the prime logo. Yeah. So the, you the want original, the, the original yeah. logo? If you're gonna have the original logo, otherwise you'd have people going, "Why is it the One A logo or w- the One A license plate and the the old logo?" Like you just, and then people start naturally asking, "Were they two different vehicles?" Well, no, probably not. They they did one. They took the original and dre- so why is it back to? We don't know. It just for the for the one minute story, <laughs> visual storytelling, they're trying to cram into it. <laughs> all they want to sell us on is the original. Ghostbusters uh, yeah. so we get The car with the original logo and the original plate and then once you start asking questions about well, how does that fit with two? It doesn't it's just it's a teaser and it makes more sense to do it this way like it's They don't they
2: don't have that time to explain. Well, they retrofitted the car after the 1989 uh, Incursion back to the original form and
5: blah blah blah
6: Because somebody somebody then went yeah But remember there's the video game and they put it back to the original logo and somebody else said yeah But the license plate was what I was like, okay, we got to (laughs) stop We gotta stop. Like, although I do love it because what it means is more and more and more, Ghostbusters is building up into a complete Star Wars universe where That's fanboys true. consider. Ah, uh, yes. But in the second chapter save <laughs> the file of the video game, Egon blinks twice, which means like we're totally we have enough. Uh, built which is up either that we, good or bad. I don't know. have oh, no! I haven't no no! It's not either yeah. or. It is. Both, all the same time. <laughs> it is Schrodinger's nerd cat is what it is. I we mean, are... And it
2: could, it could be quickly explained away as in 1989 when we saw the Ecto-1A, that was a second car. And, and, and Ray or whoever placed the original car in Place storage. Placed the original in storage. In where, yeah.
6: at <laughs> his mom and Who dad's knows? barn yeah. up in upstate New yeah. York. Like there's yeah. a million one. You're right. And uh, again, it goes back to that thing that in an empty uh, vacuum, you can put whatever you want in there and it fits just fine. Yeah, totally. So, uh, all right. I mean, I feel like we're we're on the cusp of we have to
2: do it. And knowing that we're almost hitting the hour mark here, we, we should get it, into it anyway. It. So let's get into our wild speculation mode because <laughs> I feel like it, it, that's that's part of the fun. I've heard multiple people say that, God, you know, in, in 2016, that speculation ramping up to the movie coming out, that was some of the most fun. Like, could it be this? Could it also be this? Oh, my yes. God. What if they did this? whole lot of fun we wouldn't be nerds without doing that kind of thing so uh, again I do I I wanted to put this this strong landmark from this point forward that this is all speculation this is us just talking as fanboys do Uh, this is not I mean it's obviously rooted in things that we've seen but it is not rooted in any type of tangible if you're writing from the Daily Mail,
6: this is not your exclusive. Do not print this. Um, um, okay, well, who goes first? Do you want I, an audio, rock, hear, paper, scissors it?
2: Uh, I, I want to hear... I feel like I've done a ton of talking for some reason. I want to uh, hear your your theory of... Let's let's just fine. say... Like what, if, if you're in the elevator and you're having to pitch, you're Jason Reitman talking to Dad, and you guys are <laughs> in Toronto going to the Toronto International Film Festival, and you're like, Hey, Dad, by the way, if I were to do a Ghostbusters movie, it would be this... What what are you saying based upon everything that is is in front of us? What have you said to your dad?
6: Well, I don't. I can't be Jason. Um, and unfortunately, part of me is, is inclined to parse information into likelihoods. So I don't. I don't have a script or an idea or anything like that. What I what I have more is <clears throat> I think the casting call for kids is not misleading. So much as the kids are are the the young version of the next generation. It is there is some sort of uh early setup to the people who will will take the torch and run with it. I don't think we're, I don't, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's stranger things. No, it's not stranger things. Well, yeah. We're, it's not strange
2: And, and we should make it. So that's the other thing we haven't talked about is that there was this casting rumor that, yes. uh,
6: that there were two casting rumors.
2: They're looking for two male and two female, two female. teenagers. So uh, there's, I, I feel like we need to make the distinction between teenagers and kids. Like teenagers yeah. could mean red Dawn teenagers could also mean stranger things, you know, stranger things. Uh,
6: Yeah. Yeah. With a grain of salt that, that one site, uh, we cover, we don't cover. Oh shoot. I should have written it down. Uh, if the daily mail was complete nonsense, that was recycling old material as new material and (laughs) uh, making me frustrated that I walked into that one. Um, this other one, Could be nonsense, but at least they're presenting nonsense that could make a little bit of sense. They kind of went further, which is there are two... Of the the two male, two female, there are two characters. One's a boy that, let's just say, is kind of Rey-esque, and then the the other is a girl who is, let's just say, kind of uh, Egon-esque, and they're 13 years old. So I don't know how valid any of that is, My head is, my thinking is is if you're casting that, like if you're putting out a casting call, what you're looking for is fresh-faced young kids, but they're not going to lead a movie per se. Um, That sounds a lot uh, like uh, kids in the, uh, doing the math, somewhere's in the 90s, so then somewhere's in the... Twenty oh seven, twenty oh ten oh nine, somewhere in there, sort of thing. Who are now, you know, who are thirteen then are now early twenties to mid twenty somethings mm. in the modern so day. Because we here's, see here's a little big,
2: flashback or something, yeah, flashback
6: yeah. of how it, it is Stranger Things esque in that there are four of them, two boys, two girls. Uh, not that that's the Stranger Things configuration, but that they all meet and become friends at the age thirteen. Uh, and then I think then that, uh, that carries forward. Hey, why call it stranger things? We could call it like, it's, it's it. (laughs) It's a bunch of kids (laughs) who encounter, who have a super. (laughs) Or it's going
2: to be like Jumanji where it's like, you got these four teenage kids that are the main protagonists, but then they eventually become the rock and Karen Gillan and Jack Black and
6: (laughs) so on and so Like, I don't know my thinking though is, is that. We have the big, theoretically, and I cannot see them going ahead with a movie that doesn't at least have them as supporting roles, which is the original cast, the surviving original cast, or at least the surviving original three Ghostbusters. There's some debate then about how much you need Lewis Tully or um, Janine uh, Melnitz, uh, although depending on what page you and I are on, there's a real tearjerker in there if it's Janine, but I'm just yeah. saying. anyways. yeah. Um, uh, in my head that's great but if you're setting up this franchise to move beyond this movie and they've gotta be they have to be yeah again this is where i stopped being a fanboy and i turn into like you know armchair uh, hollywood studio exec, which is the the growed ups they gotta have some names to them even if it's hot up and coming names you gotta you gotta build this team out of people who can then carry the movie and carry the movies that come after right and I don't think that's going to be these young kids so my speculation is is uh, for whatever reason uh, the Ghostbusters have faded away you and I have floated this idea many many times uh, especially when we're talking ATC about ways or after ATC because when Ivan was talking about merging the universes and all that the ways that it could be done like or I think at one point you and I got crazy enough to go, well, what if ATC is this universe, but why does nobody remember and all this? Wasn't perfect, but, you know, we floated ideas. there are ways. The team team has, you know, um, I mean, faded away. I mean, the fact of the matter is, unless they turned it into a giant international company, which it doesn't look like that's necessarily where it's heading, uh, we're talking about guys who are retirement age. They're not running around busting ghosts anymore. Like, so... So, what it feels like is, you know, they made their impact. Maybe they left their little ripples. Maybe some, you know, upstate New York uh, kids, uh, you know, kind of are kind of fascinated somehow. And then that all leads together into uh, whatever the, the, the problem is in the, you know, set in the now that they have to deal with it. And that's where they have to interact with the old team. And I think that's where, see, this is the thing that, people kind of f- forgot cuz they kept talking about it even after Harold Ramos passed was we want a passing of the torch and I'm like that is going to be heartbreaking yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's one thing that's if not a comedy, bunch of like that's yeah no it's a one thing to have like 40 year old ghostbusters go hey kids come on, you're the next generation (laughs) to have, and, and Dan's kind of joked about it, right? Like the eye patch and a peg lake and all that. And, and, and and Murray wouldn't come back unless he was a ghost, which then later just kind of, everybody looks at that bit and goes, Um, (laughs) that was unfortunate. Uh, All we have now is like I said, it's going to be a story of old men who, you know, they, they did something incredible it it, they're well past that and you know now it's time to hand it off it's gonna be bittersweet kids there's just yeah um but again if that was always the way it was kind of gonna have to be um and i think it was like i mean early on if it was like a ben stiller thing yeah it could have been goofy we're the young idiots but we learned to be responsible Ghostbusters and now we're the team those that's long gone yeah we're now at the bitter street, bittersweet thing I think a guy who makes Juno or up in the air or all that yeah I think I, th- I think this is where you and I are on the same page like a guy who's got to tell that bittersweet passing of the torch with one man down uh, uh, yeah I think- Jason's the guy, right? Yeah, it's
2: and that that may be where Ivan, where it tugged on the heartstrings, where it's like, yeah, oh, exactly, boy, facing my own mortality uh, as I right. approach my seventies and so on and so forth. Uh, well, podcast yeah. high five because yes, yeah. you and I were both on
6: the same page. Yeah, um, oh, exactly. So you yeah. tell me what's like I said, mine is very broad. I'm just kind of from the pieces there that, like again, <laughs> anything beyond that, it turns into my. Internal fanboy fantasy, I, and, yeah, th- th- and there's no like, way it's going to be anywhere near that.
2: No, no, and I feel like that's that's kind of the the dots that I've connected in my head. It's my own internal fanboy fantasy here. But I, I knowing again that this is going to be a very personal story, and knowing uh, that uh, Ivan was touched, and even though it made him laugh, it was very emotional for him. I I, I get this sense of like there's going to be a lot of heart, and there's going to be a lot of family, and there's going to be a lot of Uh, uh, even though it is a comedy, we're going to be seeing kind of these emotional moments. And so I got to thinking that production weekly log line that we, I quickly dismissed as like, Oh, they just, it's Greek. Like it could have been lorem ipsum text because they didn't care. They were just trying to get something in the, into production weekly so that they could open the production office and they could start getting people calling in with resumes and so on and so forth. But then I read it again and, and I saw, I saw something in that log line that I was able to kind of read into that trailer. And I, 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 I uh-huh. saw a lot of other people that were talking about it as well, but you know, knowing how Dan Aykroyd, if you've read a history of ghosts, he, his family has this long storied past of being uh, seance mediums and his, his grandfather was uh, a ghost hunter and that's what got him interested in ghostbusters and so on. Um, I think, I think a story like this would appeal to him and then also to Jason because it would be a family story that he could tell. But so the log line that was in production weekly, I'm going to read this for you and then I'll, I'll kind of go from there. But he says uh, a family moves back home to a small town where they learn more about who they are. It it could explain any number of movies. It seems so generic that it's almost laughable. Um, But then you start thinking about like the stuff that you and I were speculating on, You know, what if this family, they're down on their luck, dad just got laid off or furloughed, look at all the people that are losing their jobs, they lost the house, they can't afford to live in their house anymore, they live in Manhattan, and it's too uh, costly to live there now, we got to move upstate with our crazy uncle or whoever. And they're crazy, but it's only temporary. We're going to get back on our feet and everything will be okay. And so you've got these kind of like grumpy kids that are moving upstate out in the middle of nowhere. uh, And their grumpy Uncle Ray or their grumpy Uncle whoever uh, is talking about the glory days and nobody remembers what we did back again. And I can't believe that they forgot us and
6: blah, 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 blah and and slowly it becomes clear <laughs> oh god, oh god. You, what you what you're explaining is the the funny uh, ungrateful little yuppie larva has festered over 30 uh, years yes exactly exactly and, I, and i'm not sure why i see this movie anymore troy know,
2: oh i know but, but I think this I think may this hurt. Is, and this this may all be happening in that flashback or that, that yes. lead up that you're talking because they have to cover such a huge ground of time here for 30 years to have passed that this all happens. And that's where the literal passing of the torch happens, where they see that uh, Crazy Uncle Ray used to be a Ghostbuster. That was real. I thought that was a hoax. That was National
6: Enquirer bullshit yeah. that nobody cared about. Can I float a specific at you and you yeah. tell me if you've thought the same thing? Oh, yeah. Hit me. What do you got? Ray, I like the idea that Ray has retreated to the family farm. I don't know. No, we've got nothing that says that's what this is. But that's what feels right. The heart of the Ghostbusters has, well, has essentially died. And yeah, he, he's thrown uh, in the towel. He figured, yeah. He's thrown in the towel. He threw in the towel. They've, and they've all parted ways. Sadly, they've just gone their ways because they lost a guy a big like this is uh they had two movies where the big end of the world thing came up and they stopped it because that's what they do and another one showed up and, and they, they lost it guy. they did yeah. it or they pushed it off or something but it cost them a guy and that killed them and they went their separate Ooh. ways and ray is essentially in retreat he's just nope 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 Screw you, world, forget it. Or
2: or they lost that person, but they, and I'm, in air quotes, you can't see it because we're on a podcast. They lost him, and now that person, like Ray, is in, like, in my attic with a SETI antenna, you know, crazy, trying to find that person again. It can go one of
6: two ways. I, I like yours. I like that two guys go, no, no, he's just, he's gone. And then the third one is, like. Dude, what do we do? We yeah. deal with people who should have left and are still here. What do you mean gone? Retreats and yeah, I like I like your you taking it that one step further. That he's yeah, he's the crazy old guy trying to. He's like, no, this thing happened. I don't think he's gone. I think we just lost him. I think we can get him back. I I then in my heart of hearts, if that's where it's going, then what happens is is whatever was going on was only pushed back. And it raises its ugly head again, yeah. which is when they go. Well, we can't deal with it. A, you know, we're scattered. We're old. And one of us borderline, you know, driven insane from the last time. Uh, but there are these, you know, this this younger group. Uh, two of which, if we go with what's their names, uh, rumor having any validity, ready to step up and fill the two, you know, the brain and the Scientific, heart. Scientific. They're, they're yeah. right there. Um, and in that way they deal with that problem and that's where you get to put in your little, uh, from a distance kind of silhouette hidden from light from behind, uh, the fourth man down who doesn't come back. And this actually is something you and I talked about. We had different ideas cause we were trying to parse it through an ATC lens and stuff like that, that, but the idea that one guy could be lost, and in dealing with it later on, uh, we get a little glimpse of him, but you don't have to have him there. Yeah, in the he's movie. just on the other side. He's literally on the other side. Yeah, and this could be, and it's—I'm uh, a little verklempt. It's a fantastic way to have all four. Yeah, somehow participate in this thing, help shut it down one last time, hand off to the new team, and we all get to you know tip our hats to. Yeah, you get to, to say Egon. goodbye. They get to say goodbye to Egon. We get to say, we goodbye, get to to say goodbye to Egon. Yeah. Which, I don't know if I want this movie. It sounds sad. I know. It does, sounds, it does sound sad. <laughs> it, but, but again, Ivan said he cried. He cried. Exactly. This is exactly where you and I are at. This is what it feels like, is that Jason kind of hit a note somewhere along this line. And that, you know, who wouldn't? I mean, hell, you and I are sitting here kind of holding back man tears um keep it together we can do the, this what's the cop from cloudy with a chance of meatballs it's like <laughs> not today tear you get back in there um it's uh, but uh, again it's like i i i don't know how else can this can go you can't you can't brush story-wise narrative-wise cinematically you can't brush Harold under the carpet yeah and just Emotionally, as fans, you can't brush. You know, you just can't say, "Oh, Egon's in Hawaii." No, there's no, there's no way around it. We have to kind of stare at it and 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 deal with it one way or another. So, I, it at the end of the day, it's like Max Landis wasn't going to tell this story. Paul Feig uh, does what Paul Feig does. This was not a thing that yeah. Paul Feig could do, but this is very much what jason reitman can do which is a you know uh, heartwarming bittersweet comedy drama you know i i that's just there we're speculating officially but that's kind of where yeah. that's where i think it's headed
2: well and 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 is setting setting the stage for anything that's to come so if if jason does this movie and then you know other people take over that would make sense or uh, again, and, and maybe what we can do is we can save for next week. Let's talk about what this means for the animated movie and yes. the fan fest and all that stuff. Let's, let's save because there's it's plenty of time to It's fair enough to point out to
6: Entertainment realize. Weekly confirmed that animated is not dead. We assume it's coming this after a, this now. Yeah. This is the other reason why we were we were so surprised by this announcement. It's like because we were dealing with the fact that oh man, it sounds like the anime it's on hold for. It turns out we were right. It was on hold, just not for the reason we thought. We thought it was because yeah. oh man, it all fell apart. It's no because Sony went okay. Uh, we're putting a pause on this one. Uh, yeah, J.K.
2: fast track this idea because we like this better, and then and, and and it will impact the animated movie. That's for sure. They have they've yes. said that the animated movie kind of operates um, sep-
6: separately from this, but I that could also change. So uh, there's so much you and I can speculate about the animated y- one. Yeah, now, so knowing, let's knowing let's talk about that later. Um, sure. but,
2: and, and because and, and I'm I'm kind of rushing us because I want to get to everybody's voicemails, and that's going to be mm. a, a huge chunk here. Um, so, so let's do this. There's plenty of time for you and I to be talking about this, um, and, and our speculation. And of course it's going to be like fan fest. We're going to be like, what do we want? What do we don't want? We're, we're going to talk about that till we're blue in the face. Let's not kid ourselves. um,
6: so, so well, what we'll d- let, let, let's just for now, leave it at, well, I guess there's some good stuff to talk about at FanFest <laughs> this year. Yeah. I, I, I
2: mean, the good news is, and you can hear it maybe in, in the, uh, enthusiasm and energy of our voices. Like it sounds like you and I are both pumped about this. I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm overjoyed. I'm still dealing with uh, it, much like in, in, in the announcement, the wake of the announcement of Paul Feig's movie where I did not expect it at all. I'm kind of sitting here going, wait. Is this real? Is this real life? Did I fall and slip and hit my head? And I'm going to wake up in my kitchen at any moment here. Yeah. Um,
6: but it's, it's great. I'm excited about it. There are so many great <laughs> possibilities. Okay. I've seen this Ewan McGregor movie. If people in your life turn, you know, if slowly but surely turn into twins or triplets, Ooh, that's your brain dying okay. from lack of oxygen. Oh, okay? no. All right. I'll, and it's I'll desperately keep that in mind. trying to fill, fill reality in your brain with duplicates uh yeah I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that just in wait was that chris number one or number two <laughs>
2: just
6: kidding you know i probably shouldn't name drop obscure uh uh ewan mcgregor movies i can't remember what the <laughs> hell it's called people will be asking now but anyways go ahead uh <coughs> you'll, you'll figure it out but
2: uh so yeah so and we'll, we'll play once we get more concrete information i know that there was an entertainment weekly uh uh, article that was just a reprint of the online article, uh, entertainment tonight had a a news story about it, but there wasn't that much on there except for some really great B roll of the original film, which I've never seen before. So check that out. Um, but we'll, we'll give you guys all of the news that there is to fit, uh, on a podcast plus all of our speculation in addition to that. And, uh, I, I will reiterate to you again, we, we were joking about the daily mail and all of the nonsense that happened, uh, with them, I'm not even going to bring that up here on the podcast because it's. We're going to do our best to kind of sift through everything and cultivate it for you guys, uh, so that we're not talking about something that is unconfirmed or the sources say or blah, blah blah blah. If if it is noteworthy, if it is something that intrigues us, maybe we'll talk about it, but we'll make sure to disclaim that it's it's a rumor at that point. But uh, we're we're going to do our best to kind of keep on. The, the straight and narrow path of all of the truth here as much as we can, and uh, we'll we'll kind of cultivate that for you guys. But uh, so without any further delay, I, I'm going to launch into our voicemails here because you guys called in droves, uh, so uh, here you the listeners are going to get your chance to speak, uh, and then after that, Chris and I are going to come back for our wrap up and, and closing thoughts. So uh, hey, play play that thing,
7: me. Hey guys, this is Neville from up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Long time fan, first time caller. Um, I know that uh, what we've just witnessed in the past week is still kind of uh, settling in. I know it sure is for me. I've been, you know, wishing for a third Ghostbusters movie for as long as I can remember. I don't want to be one of those guys who scrutinizes or over speculates uh, just a simple teaser trailer, but. Um, It just reminded me of something that I had heard Dan Aykroyd say in an interview years ago. And um, it's from before the 2016 movie. In 2011, in August, he gave an interview. And I remember hearing him talk about this. Uh, in other interviews as well a lot around this time but you can google it there's an article on digitaltrends.com Dan Aykroyd says Ghostbusters 3 will start filming in 2012 so he expressed an interest in handing the franchise to a new generation uh, with or without Bill Murray and so his quote was my character Ray is now blind in one eye and can't drive the Cadillac it's got a bad knee and can't carry the packs Egon is too large to get into the harness we need young blood and that's the promise we're gonna hand it to a new generation so gleaning from this interview and other ones that he gave around this time this seems to be a concept that Dan Aykroyd was really keen on he seemed to want Ray to appear a little more like a crazy old hermit that sort of thing with that in mind and just what we've seen in the teaser it seems kind of obvious to me that he would be the only character who would still be messing with equipment it sure wouldn't be Peter or anyone you know, Egon's not around anymore but Ray seemed to be the other guy who's a little more technical we also know that Ray's the one who liked to tinker with the car the most so that would explain why it's out there I mean, the code name for the the movie is Rust City, and sometimes that has absolutely nothing to do with the actual final title of a movie, but sometimes it gives away little clues, and if that's the case, you know, the car looked pretty rusted up. Chances are the reason why he can't fire up the equipment is because it hasn't been used in a while. So if you think of it as as a plot device, then, you know, maybe he's been living out there in his hermit lifestyle, now something has happened, and for whatever reason... The Ghostbusters and Ghostbusting has been forgotten and now the paranormal have returned, so he needs to recruit some help. I wasn't really loving this idea when Dan Aykroyd mentioned it, because um, I don't know why he feels like he has to kinda of play into this trope, it kinda of reeks of ageism a little bit to me. I mean he's looking really good for a sixty six year old dude, and I don't see why he just um, you know, couldn't play a saner, more normal version of Ray. Maybe you know, raise the heart of the ghostbusters and maybe he's a little bummed out and that's kind of what needs to be uh awoken again but you know playing him as kind of this crazy kook is not something i'm totally digging and that seems to be the kind of the vibe i'm getting from this teaser with that being said the teaser really excited me um until the next day when you know i heard the rumors of like looking for teenagers and kids to hand the mantle down i was like oh my god no so i was really worried about that like kids can be you know poisoned to a movie and i also just because you know to me ghostbusters films have always been um driven by really strong comedic talent and um i'd really love to see comedians that have um you know the right comic chops and have had experience either in second city or snl or groundlings or ucb like like it's hard enough casting just kids that uh, know how to act, let alone know how to deliver a comedic performance that really stands out. So that part's got me a little concerned. So other than this, I just hope they don't try to subvert our expectations too much. You know, there's been a lot of that in Hollywood lately. It's like we're gonna we're gonna make it for the fans. We're not gonna give you exactly what you're expecting. It's like ugh, it ends up being a disappointment. So, you know, they said they, they're making it for the fans, and I hope that's truly the case. If that is the case, you know, there's some things I would expect to see New York, uh, returning characters, um, that sort of stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, those are my comments. Uh, fight me!
4: Hey guys, it's Corey from Los Angeles, originally from Maryland. Congrats on starting your fifth year. Been listening to that for a few years now, and I love it. Um, uh, my fiance and I got our tickets to Ghostbusters Fan Fest, so we hope to see you all there in person, and obviously to thank you in person for your help earlier la- or later last year. Um, but I do want to call in about the Ghostbusters World. So right now I am level thirty-one, uh, almost level thirty-two. Um, I'm I'm sporting the RGB backpack. Uh, I did not get I've not gotten the the skins yet I do want Bankman's RGB uh, jumpsuit though I don't have that uh, I'm with you Troy I like the snow I love uh, you know being from Maryland I enjoy the snow as well so it's really cool to see all the skins and everything and uh, you know Chris I'm with you I, I hope that like we can even in the Tobin spirit guide see the different Slimers—the one with the hat, one without the hat—you know, yada yada yada. I hope that we can actually cycle through the different you know events and stuff like that, uh, seasonal event skins and things. Um, my team of ghosts uh, is let's see—I have um, my leader is moogly i found a moogly he's only b Uh, my whole team all of them are five stars uh moogly's my leader i have dixie uh she's a ranking i have uh, ellen gold she's s ranking and i have a yuki uh she's a ranking and those are my my workhorses i'm on story ranks uh hard right now and honestly i play a lot of the story you know i just let it run when i'm editing my podcast uh, or if i'm making breakfast or lunch or something you know or or cleaning whatever i just let the story go and i just keep you know getting stuff and runes and everything and i think i've collected let's see 95 out of 151 uh ghosts so i'm at 95. but i hope uh hope we get a chance to play some when we're you know at fanfest this summer so i'm looking forward to seeing you guys and i hope hope you had a lot of fun and congrats again on the fifth season can't wait to listen to every episode so see you on the other side hey guys this is lynn from the memphis
8: ghostbusters and the desoto county ghostbusters long time listener first time caller i just wanted to say that we're all excited about the new ghostbusters movie news uh it's just going to be an incredible year or so with with the new movie and uh, all the comics and the con Yeah, really really excited about it and uh looking forward to doing more events around here and hopefully seeing more ghost heads in the future um i know a lot of folks weren't crazy about the 2016 movie uh my wife and i really enjoyed it and we met a lot of people that became ghost fans you know ghost heads because of it and i'm hoping that this movie will do the same i'm seeing a lot of people uh, online uh you know positively saying you know saying very positive things about about that movie and how they're looking forward to this one, and I'm hoping that we will see more positive uh, things happening in, in the Ghostbusters community. Uh, a lot of negative things for years ago. Let's hope we can kind of turn it around. It's, I know it's gotta be hard for a studio to try and do something new with the, uh, the Ghostbusters, and you gotta walk that fine line of, you know, how much do you retread, you know, and stay true to the original. And how much new stuff can you do without really, you know, alienating the fans or, you know, that sort of thing. I just, I hope that they don't try to make the fans happy as much as they just try to make a cool, new, fun Ghostbusters experience. So that's my opinions and uh, enjoying the podcast and really loving all the Spirit Guide episodes and the holiday stuff. So again, thanks again.
5: Hey, Chris and Troy, this is uh, Craig from Yes to Have Some Podcast. Listen, I'm out of the country. I've been out of the country for a couple of weeks. I've got basically no internet connection, no TV, no satellite. I can't really get through to any contacts. This is the only number I had. And I know you guys are talking about Ghostbusters, and I don't know, maybe we're talking about FanFest, and I uh, the animated movie, and oh gosh, uh, you know, Ghostbusters Weekend coming up on sci fi. Lots of good stuff to talk about. Um, But basically, I need you to call my parents and let them know that I'm okay and that I'm hoping to get on a boat out of here real soon. Uh, I hope I'm not missing anything happening in the States. And uh, keep on busting, as they say. Also, you search her in the mail. All right. Bye bye.
0: Hey guys, this is John from Chicago, aka Liver Stealer on Twitter. Uh, just want to say, really enjoyed your last episode about the fire hall. I thought it was just a really good history of, of everything, and kind of I really wanted to kind of comment mostly on uh, Troy's question about why the fire hall resonates so much among fans, and I, I think you touched on this a little bit, but I would like to expand. There's such a tangible nature to the fire hall that a lot of other, I guess, fictional locations don't really have. And kind of what I mean by that is that, you know, there's if you look at the the Kenner firehouse, if you look on the back of um the uh, the role playing games book you have the map of the fire hall you get to see where Janine's desk is you get to see where bankman's uh, office is you get to see where the containment unit is you kind of there is there's kind of this this geography that you, you can associate that you can't necessarily do with other fictional spots like like Castle Grey Skull like the Death Star so much. Um, that kind of goes into the, uh, like the video game as well, where you can actually walk around and kind of see the physical space, which is, I think, one of my favorite parts to, to that game. The other part is, like, you can actually go to this spot. You can go to downtown New York and, and visit the fire hall. You can't visit the Death Star. You can't visit Castle School. And I think the fact that you can go on social media and tag that you have to the Ghostbusters firehouse as a real physical location. That there's something very cool to that. That I think other franchises uh, don't necessarily have. Um, it's kind of cool too how the official Ghostbusters uh, Instagram account they tag all of their posts coming from from uh, from New York City from from the fire hall, even though more than likely they're probably based out of California. So. Yeah, I think it's just that tangible tangible nature of it, which is what makes it so cool and so attainable, like you had mentioned in the podcast, which is which is why I think we all love it. So, um Yeah, that's all I got. But thanks guys for all that you do. I really enjoyed the podcast. Glad it's the fifth year in. That's really crazy and cool. But uh see you guys all on the other side. Thanks.
9: Hey guys, it's John from Positively Ghostbusters. Crazy couple days, huh? Uh, anyway, just wanted to chime in with uh, something I think is important. Uh, I think people should just understand that uh, in this fandom, there is no one person who gets to decide who is and is not a fan. People who are fans because of uh, Answer the Call are as much of a fan as us old guys who've been around since the 80s. And it's okay to not like something that other people like. I am beyond excited for Ghostbusters 2020. Some people aren't. I enjoyed Answer the Call. Some people didn't. And that's okay. But what's not okay is attacking another fan for being excited. I'm just hoping that this go around we can be better than we were in 2015. Keep up the good work, guys. Hope to see you at FanFest.
5: Hey guys, it's uh, Craig again from Yes Have Some Podcast. Uh, at this point, maybe formally of Yes Have Some Podcast. Look, I am I still don't have any numbers. I have your phone number. I thought the only people I can reach out to is you. I, I don't feel like you called my parents. I need you to get in contact with somebody. I don't even have their number. Just search Craig's parents on Google, and it should come up. And I'm a little worried. You guys haven't gotten back to me. What could be so important? What is happening in the world of Ghostbusters that would... Keeping from helping a friend. I don't get it. There's no way that anything's happening. FanFest hasn't even happened yet. And I I listen. Please contact my parents. I need some money. And also contact the embassy. And I just need your help. Okay. Oh look. Wait a minute. Oh look, somebody's coming. Oh boy, they've got guns. I gotta go.
9: Hi Chris. Hi Troy. This is Jacob from the Circle City Ghostbusters calling you once again. I just saw the news about, uh, Jason Reitman's upcoming Ghostbusters movie. I don't know what emotions I'm feeling right now. It's wild. Uh, (laughs) I'll say that. I, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, you guys. This is awesome. And, uh, now I'm really wondering what this fan fest is. Is this a set visit? Is it something more? I don't know. Uh...
3: Really like this
5: week's
3: episode? Really looking forward to next week's episode. <laughs> hey, fellas, this is Vince in Kansas City, and since you mentioned the idea of Ghostbusters-themed beer, I have some thoughts on this, so I thought I'd call in and share some of these thoughts. Uh, you could do anything alliterative, like the Poha Porter, Stamp Stout, the Barrett Belgian, Peter Pilsner. Uh, perhaps maybe an ESB, an extra Spangler Bitter, or even maybe a Goza the Gozerian. Uh Goza is a tart type of beer. I've heard it pronounced a myriad of ways, but to my understanding the correct pronunciation is Goza, so therefore Goza the Gozarian. Uh, you could base it on like a, a chromatic reference. In other words, white and red for Moogly, the no-go symbol being like a cherry, vanilla, anything, stout, a porter, a wheat, Uh, You could do, I think a Stay puff Porter is a thing that exists somewhere in the world. I've heard of it before. But you could, of course, do a Stout. I think a Stay puff Saison might be fun. Maybe a Farmhouse Ale with a touch of uh, marshmallow-y goodness. Uh, The idea of of kind of conceptual, not necessarily there for the flavor, but uh, since there's two Terror Dogs, you could do a Terror Dog Double Ale, which I believe is also a Belgian, but a Terror Dog Double uh a black and tan don't cross the streams black and tan because if you have the right densities for the beer one will float atop the other beer therefore being literally black and tan so a don't cross the streams one uh a dana's bathtub brew i thought would be fun that could be a red ale i mean i've never heard of a pink ale so therefore red be the closest thing to this line And uh, also, my good buddy uh, Tim of the Kansas City Bastards, he once had the idea for an ale called the I Have Seen Shit That Would Turn You White Ale. Or even maybe a wit ale or a wit beer. I believe they're all lateral movement from each other. So, I had that thought. I thought it
5: was fun, so I figured I'd give you guys a shout and let you know. You guys have a lovely day. Hey, Chris, Troy. Uh, it's Craig again from Yes Have Some Podcast. Uh, listen, it's been a couple days, and I'm, I'm starting to get worried. I I know I told you to call my parents. I don't have their number. This is the only number I have, like I stated in the earlier voicemail. So look, search Craig's parents on Google, and you should be able to find – literally any parents would be fine, but I do need help. If you could contact the U.S. Embassy here in – where I don't even know what – I'm on an island, there might not even be an embassy. Where are you guys? It's not like there's anything happening in the world of Ghostbusters. I traveled on an off season for Ghostbusters, okay? Fantast isn't here yet, and I know you're not busy. Nothing would be keeping you from helping me. I miss my family, I miss my friends, and and most of all, I oh, I gotta go. I got I, I gotta go. Happy New Year! Hey guys, it's me Bernie from said. We <laughs> wait for this new season. <laughs> I just listened to the first episode, you know, the firehouse. I and mean, I've always wanted to live in a firehouse. It just seems like such a cool idea, you know, to find an old abandoned firehouse, fixing it up, you know, have it be both your place to work and, you know, regular residence, you know? Like one stop shop, you know, like you don't even have to go anywhere. You can just go downstairs and like, oh, it's time for work, and then you can head back upstairs. It's like, oh, it's quitting time anytime you want. <laughs> but yeah, it, it always seems like a cool idea, and I, and I would love to live in a firehouse now if I could. But realistically, that's not possible. But hey, you can dream, right?
9: <laughs> hey, guys, it's Tommy from Pittsburgh, and man, this. It just doesn't really seem to feel real yet. Like, I'm sitting there building my uh, Playmobil Ecto-1 from Christmas, finally, the other night, and boom, a alert pops up. Reitman's directing a new Ghostbusters movie. The next morning, I'm excited. I'm starting to send this to some people in text messages. I go looking for the link to send them, and there's a teaser trailer. If somebody's pulling a prank on me, I hope they stop, because my heart can't take this. Thanks, guys,
1: and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, Chris and Troy. Hi, all the ghost heads out there. I hope everyone's having a good start to the new year. I'm calling in to give congratulations on the latest episode of uh, the podcast. This is the the latest entry of Tobin's Spirit Guide, and I just wanted to say that was a really good episode. I think um, you made a very good point. Uh, regarding the Firehouse's status as a character in the universe. I feel like, in a way, the Firehouse... You can't really think of Ghostbusters without the Firehouse. I mean, whenever Ghostheads do their own stand films, they always like to make it in the Firehouse. And I think it's because of the aesthetic of... The Ghostbusters are kind of like... They're kind of like emergency services, but they're really not. They're still a a private-slash-public business, how that works. And I know one time Dan Aykroyd, in an interview for the video game, he once stated that uh, New York was a very important element of Ghostbusters. It's one of the great New York films. I live in New York, and I think it's because the building comes from a time period where uh, the architecture was rather unique for the turn of the century and it, it's it's a nice staple of old new york when it kind of was like a gritty rough looking city where now today buildings are more sleek and modern and updated and yeah it, it, i agree with a lot of your points and i can't wait for the next entry of token spirit Guide. this was a Different entry, I thought we would have done Slimer or The Librarian Ghost, but this one was a really good turn, and I hope 2019 is a good year for everyone. Alright then, bye-bye. Uh, yes? Yeah. Hello?
4: This message is for Troy and Chris. This is for Streeback at the Kirk Island's U.S. Embassy. We are wondering if you have any information on the whereabouts of a gentleman named Craig Goldberg? If you could call me back at your convenience, I would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Don't nope, wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again.
6: We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do. And Twitter accounts. Spent is dead.
5: No kidding. Just...
6: Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional cross rip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close
0: again. What the hell are you doing?
6: If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC.
8: That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Good <laughs>
2: Uh, thank you, everybody, for blowing up our voicemail. That was that was cool. I I wish that we got that many calls every week. Do we need to have a surprise movie announcement every week? To, <laughs> you, no,
6: I'm I'm kidding. You guys. Apparently, my new collectible time. is not as exciting as a third <laughs> Ghostbusters film. Fine and dandy. All right, that's fine. But yeah, <clears> I,
2: <throat> I have a feeling this is again, Chris. I think I commented to you that I had forgotten about the frenetic Four. pace that we have
6: to deal Third, with fourth yeah no i i'm with you actually no i'll save it for the final thoughts go ahead
2: all right well i, I was just gonna say that i am uh i'm out of shape i'm out of uh, my endurance <laughs> levels from 2016 I know. We I was not to... anticipating I was like, it's going to be nice and calm until, like, maybe May, June before FanFest. But no, here we go. Let's here do it. Here we go. Good Lord. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I do want to give you time for your final thoughts here. I know we're running way, 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 way long, which was anticipated for this particular announcement. But uh, what, um, uh,
5: what you
6: got for final thoughts? Uh, are we calling this Ghostbusters 3? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a fourth uh, Ghostbusters movie, technically but in a line I don't think this is something I was thinking about earlier too I don't think they're going to call it Ghostbusters 3
0: no I feel Ghostbusters to a
6: degree colon blah blah, blah
2: blah blah something yeah I feel in the yeah subtitle. I feel
6: it's a subtitle world that especially after all the Marvel movies and all that you know one two three that's just that is very out in Hollywood right now subtitling yeah. your films is much hotter and I think frankly I'd I'd much prefer that this film have a subtitle than just being kind of the, you know, the the, the old school, bold and brashy. Three! Um, <laughs> it It'll be like, I mean, Jumanji, they did
2: Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, but everybody yeah. called it Jumanji. Uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call was different. That was kind of a, a, a footnote. It became Ghostbusters Answer the Call after the fact.
6: But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, Fast and the Furious, the Marvel movies, even DC does it right where they... It's not Wonder Woman 2. It'll be Wonder Woman something, something, something. 1984, something. Uh, I think
2: they're calling it, right? Yeah, yeah. right.
6: They, they play around with it. I kind of And I kind of feel that, that that's fine. Uh, but the other thing was, now I know why we haven't heard about FanFest. Because um, a lot of people, and we talked about this before, and we tried to explain the, the, the weird push-me-pull-you catch, you know, 22 of, of, of putting this particular unique event together, which was they got to announce it enough time to give people a heads up to prepare to go for it, but they also need time to get ducks in a row for what's going to be at the event, and we're right at the cusp. We are at the the half a year out. Uh, well, a week past it right now. Yeah, but we're, we're roughly six months out from when it's all happening and it felt like this would be the point where they'd start announcing stuff and now we know why because I I believe fairly soon we'll start hearing more about what's going to be what the particulars are for the event but if you front loaded the fact that there's another movie coming out next year it really takes the weight off of everything that you're going to say about it afterwards if you tried to sell people up to this point people still would have like maybe? I don't know and when you announce there's a new Ghostbusters in the making, uh, I, I think. Uh, I, I, I Let me put it this way. If you haven't bought your. That. That. that uh, uh, your head deposit. of the line. Fast yeah. pass, deposit, yeah. whatever you want to call it there. Um, but yeah, but boy, you really should. Because, and like I said, you and I will get into speculating about this, but this opens up so many possibilities. In six months between now and TV FanFest. I, I I think there's a very strong chance that perhaps Mr. Reitman uh, Jr. and Sr. will be on hand to talk about the new movie, and maybe they'll talk about the casting, or maybe they'll show off some concept art, or a small mm. clip, or something. I was going to say, it sounds like they'll right? be filming at that point already, which, it, I mean... It's, well, it's technically funny when they've started, right? Yeah, so yeah,
2: I mean, when you when you put it that way, it sounds like they did all of this for Fan Fest, which is not the case. I feel like Fan no. Fest was a result of this. They knew that they were gonna do this no, announcement. I don't, they're so, not yeah. doing
6: it for Fan Fest. But <laughs> I now know why. Like, because not knowing that there was a new movie being made, I was kind of going, "We should probably hear something." by now,
2: shouldn't we? And 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 if everybody shows up in L.A. (laughs) and all they do is like, and here's the animated movie, what we're going
6: to be doing, and everybody's like, oh, really? That's the announcement? Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's done exactly the one thing that we, we weren't sure because all the similar events we keep going to Star Wars Celebration and all that, they can always draw on, here's some exclusive stuff of what's coming. And that's something that up until Three days ago, you and I didn't think (laughs) FanFest had really. Even the animated was just kind of underpowered compared to, you know, a full movie. But uh, (laughs) now FanFest has access to the thing that all the other big uh, fan gatherings have, which is access to a little bit of a, an exclusive first look at what's coming the following year yeah, and and whatever reveals maybe i mean
2: seeing how close they kept everything to the vest leading up to this announcement oh yeah. i have a feeling they're going to be pretty tight-lipped about things from this point forward too so we may not yeah. know anything concrete from now until june until june and and fan fest on that what you know saturday morning or whatever uh, when they have whatever panel it is that's when we find out like oh my god here's the people that are in it and yeah. Here's a clip or here's a sizzle reel or here's, here's something. a sizzle reel. Yeah.
6: Uh, here's uh we'd like to introduce the cast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. things like that. All of a sudden, let's put it this way, for the money we've put down, we talked about this before. Just to, to go hang out in LA with a bunch of fans, yeah. Not a yeah. bad holiday couple of days. Sure. And now, now, now it's it becomes like, a big well, show. Yeah. Yes. Now we may have to fist bite people to to get in certainly. So <laughs> Uh, I kinda, please I kinda, don't fist fight people to get please in don't please we got enough problems in. right now I do I. I. I that's, that's my final thought is I was keen to go just because it was in my head gonna be like going to the answer the call premiere only you and I don't have to work so we can actually enjoy <laughs> the fandom we talked about this before right like wait we but just, does
2: this mean we have to like do stuff now I bet this means we're gonna have to do stuff just- <laughs> We're
6: going to have to be podcasting the
2: entire time. But that's okay. Again, <laughs> I'm not complaining, but it's no. it's just changed you and our plans probably. But well, anyway. if,
6: if nothing else, even if we are working, at least we're working in amongst everybody else there. Whereas yeah. last yeah. time, you and I stood for six hours in the blazing sun. <laughs> oh, uh, apart from uh, RVLs, Unable to yeah. go anywhere or talk to anybody yeah. or do anything other than whoever wandered up within range. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah,
2: it's going to be, I mean, uh, I think one of the, The things that hit me after this surprise reaction was like, "Whoa, what does this mean for FanFest?" And again, we'll be talking more about this next week. I'm sure we'll be talking about more of all of this next week. Who am I kidding? We're gonna be talking about this for months. Months. So
6: stay buckle up, guys. Here we go.
2: I got one last final thought if you want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Hit me. It's uh, it'll be the note I go out on. It's kind of related to New Year's resolutions and all this uh, because we talked about that before. Uh, yes. And in yeah, this case, I week. kind of yeah. amended it in that this was something rattling around in my head for a while. And I think now I'm going to do it. I kind of talked about it on the social media there. It's like, I think when I get home, I'm going to start going through and, and paring down my collection of stuff. Whoa. I've oh enjoyed boy, it that's for three years. Yeah, well, maybe, but... We're about to head into a period where everybody's really into Ghostbusters. I've enjoyed all this stuff for years. And for the last three, it's been out on a shelf where I can just kind of really look at it and love all the stuff I've had and remember where I got it and all that sort of thing. But at the same time, I'm now at the point where it's like <laughs> I put my, on the audio podcast, I put my fist to the skies and I shake them at Mr. <laughs> Jeffrey Shrek. Uh, I was gonna say Jeffrey. <laughs> that that um, email
2: you just got was Dr- uh, Jeff uh sending you a flat rate offer for your entire
6: collection, probably. <laughs> no, well, that's funny. Now that you mention it, you might be right. But also, um one of the gentleman whose name has uh I've forgotten now, but uh the yes, have some crowd went out and visited him here, there, and all that. Right? They oh, all Bob- shared Bobby the same 80s. dream I yeah. had, which was. Yeah. Um, you know, we all, I i don't think they've ever talked about it, but I'm sure it's roughly the same. We all wanted to be the Steve Sansweet of Ghostbusters. It's just that in you know, as things have gone along, I got a pretty decent collection, but I'm nowhere near, you know, a Sansweet uh, collection. Shrek is heading towards museum class with his, you know, props, etc. Um, what was the gentleman's name? Rob... Uh, uh, Bobby, Bobby Bobby Why can't
2: I think of his His real name Bobby 80s
6: I can't Bobby 80s right that, I, want I feel to say like that, I'm but on always, AOL
2: What's his real name yeah, I I'm sitting sorry.
6: there going Oh it's so disrespectful I don't know his name But it's also the name He picked for himself For being online So But Bobby's 80s He has so much stuff His basement is way more Sansweet-esque than, than, than mine is Sort of thing So I'm kind of like Well You know I've talked about it before I I dig the real Ghostbusters But I was a little older When they came out So they are not they are not in my heart as much as, say, some of the other stuff is. So it's kind of like, well, cool, but then I don't need to hold on to this stuff. Why not? You know, it's time for me to to uh, upcycle it back into the system so that people who are like, "OMG, I am absolutely an RGB fan," you know, can 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 access some of this stuff. Uh, well, uh... well, that well, and you know, I. I uh, it'll help with a, a flight to LA here in some <laughs> time but uh, but it's like i want i want i've i've had the 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 sans suite esque basement i've had you know similar to you know bobby 80s the the basement filled with stuff where everywhere you look there is something and you're just like i you just can't take it in 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 anything less than a couple of hours like well i've had that what i want now is i want the pieces that are closest i'm heading off in a marie condo a pop culture marie condo <laughs> does it bring <laughs> me joy kind yeah. of thing what everything here what <laughs> most brings me joy um <clears throat> adriana of the terry uh, Ghostbusters was like ah people will be after you now for your uh, your stay puff uh package silks i was like Gu- guess what's at the top of the list of things i am not getting rid of <laughs> That thing sits on the wall right underneath the photo of you and I at Answer the Call with the patch of the green carpet. I was like, no, those are the things that I'm yeah, like, yeah, brings me joy. Yeah. That brings me joy. I want to make space so I can put, you know, uh, me and Paul Feig at the premiere. Me, uh, you know, and 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 getting to meet Dan and and uh, you and I getting our, our certificates from Ivan Reitman and all that sort of thing. It's like, that's kind of, I'm turning into an old man. I, I kind of like want to clear out some of the toys and collectibles and start Putting up more and more of the tangible memory stuff, but uh, yeah, that's my fun. Oh God, that's uh, don't do that. It sounds depressed. Yes, sad <laughs> old man tales. Like I, no, I. This I'm, is
2: it's <laughs> been an emotional. I mean, you know,
6: considering yeah. the hour and a ha- half that we've recorded, not including all the voicemails, that yeah, it's been emotional for well, good here's, reason. Here's here's the thing. It's been ten years since I had to have minimum ten years since I had to have everything that had Ghostbusters on it like I've picked up stuff over the years, the new stuff, right? Like I uh, I really dug the Funko Pops and I got a bunch of them think, and the yeah. exclusives. I like getting those. At the same time, uh, don't uh, well, you can gasp for this one. I'm not sure about the Diamond Select figures. I yeah. haven't opened them. I have No, it's okay. No, I I, <laughs> I, miss, I, mean, I missing, get it. I get I'm it. missing We're... I'm missing a few to build the temple and I don't have the space for the temple and I've talked about it before. I'm not really an action figure guy. I'd love yeah. having them, but it's like, I'm looking at it going, this might be as far as it goes. And I'm sitting there going, I have the NECA, the NECA figures. It's like, they're great. I'm not a figure guy. Like, why am I holding yeah. on to these? Like, so, you know, uh, the world is only, you know, the fandom around the world is only increasing. It's like, if I'm already in a headspace where I don't automatically buy everything that comes out, basically the stuff I've gotten before it's kind of the same thing. Like if all that stuff had come out in the last 10 years, I would have been picking and choosing. So it's kind of yeah. like, I'm going to pick and choose this stuff. I've loved having them. I got actually, uh, we talked about this before too. I have a little tiny, uh, um, um, light box. I'll take some, you know, some nice print quality photos and all that of, of my stuff. So at least I have a record of it or if, I don't know, maybe I'll get to write a book one day. Who knows? But, uh, point is, is I'll, I'll keep a nice record of the stuff I have uh, but no it's time to you know offer it up to somebody that's gonna love getting it and you know having it on their shelf so yeah. that's that was my last final thought is uh, it's gonna be an exciting couple of years and I think this is the perfect time for me to um, just hone Hone yeah, my inner fo- fanboy when it comes your, to Ghostbusters. Focus
2: your inner fanboy, yeah. Which uh,
6: I think all of us could could benefit from a
2: little bit of focus. Well, just
6: we're we're back we're back on the main little. line, right? So yeah. uh, if I'm not an RGB guy, uh, I'll keep the cartoons. I'll watch them with my son. There's a few things I'm going to keep that RGB wise. I'll hand off to him if he gets really into it. But there's other stuff that I'm like, no, I think I think I can let it yeah. go and and not Pass be upset it by
2: it. Pass the torch, so to speak Inside and out, pass the torch (laughs) Uh, Well um, So again, thank you everybody For flooding the voicemail lines uh, For this episode, Uh, we appreciate you guys Calling in, Uh, please continue calling in Because there's plenty of space uh, For the next uh, 12, 15 months (laughs) leading up to the movie So if if you still have thoughts (laughs) and you weren't on this Episode, uh, you have not missed your opportunity Please call that voicemail line And uh, yes, so next week we will be talking about The Sanctum of Slime 2020 2020. It's so weird to say that now. 2020 was the IDW thing for me now, and now it's Ghostbusters 2020 is the new movie,
6: so we're going to have to figure yeah. that out.
2: That's a new distinction,
6: but uh, we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk <laughs> There's about There's so many more... distinctions we need. People are oh hashtagging boy. Ghostbusters 20 because it's in the year 2020. But my confusion is everything up to this has been hashtag anniversary date. So when you put G B twenty, I'm like, no, it is not, you know well, no, it's ninety the whatever.
5: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or
6: or two thousand and whatever. So mm-hmm. I would I would like to interject here, and I apologize for stepping on your wrap up. Hashtag GB thirty five or hashtag GB twenty twenty. Don't cut corners. Yeah. Don't cut, cut corners. Give us things. the
2: full twenty twenty, yeah. Uh, full twenty twenty vision. But uh, yeah, so keep keep calling in, and uh, we want to hear you guys' thoughts, your speculations, your questions, your concerns, anything and everything. Keep it as positive as you can, because again, we're we're really trying to filter this this go round for our own sanities but uh yeah call call in because this is going to be a whole lot of fun hold on uh the ride is beginning a whole lot sooner than we anticipated and it's going to be a lot of fun for for Mm -hmm. all of us for us as podcasters and for you as listeners and and as fans it's going to be uh it's going to be a one hell of a ride stay tuned here we go are we ready for this i don't know if we're ready for this anyways (laughs) we'll see you on the other side everybody
3: Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com,
1: GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. It used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that.
6: We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though,
1: Hero's Pets.
8: We're so good.